Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a powerful God that he is. Hallelujah. We were just singing Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. And there were several that went out yesterday in the streets. Amen. And we're proclaiming the name of Jesus. I think Brother Jamie and some others went out on their own different places. If you went out yesterday, why don't you raise your hand? There's some hands going up all over the place. Amen. That's what we got to do. We got to get out in the streets and proclaim the name of Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for doing that yesterday. And let's keep it up. Let's keep uh, reaching daily. Amen. Going out and reaching for those that need Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn to a very familiar portion of Scripture that's been referenced several times lately, but I felt to go there again tonight. We're going to go to Isaiah 54 and verse 17. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. God's going to do something for somebody in this house tonight. I don't know what God's going to do, but something said, or maybe just the Spirit of God stirring inside of you is going to do something in your life tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. In Psalms 23, verse 4 and 5. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. God, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is anointed. God, I pray that you would anoint your messenger now. God, hide me under the shadow of the cross, I pray in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that you'd speak your living word, would speak to somebody's heart tonight and encourage somebody in Jesus' name, God. Let your spirit come and do what it wants to do in us and let us be pliable vessels, God, in your presence, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak about this tonight, just simply from Scripture. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Thank God for technology, and I don't think, ain't thankful right now for a blacking out on me. There we go. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. As a child of God, you have, and I have, supernatural protection as a promise from God. According to Psalms 91 and 11, he said, He has given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Not just part of the time, not just a part-time God, but a full-time God. In all your ways, uh, he's given your, his angels charge over thee. Psalms 34 and 7 says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. The angel of the Lord does not just stop when he comes to encamp around about the people of God that fear him, that fear the Lord. 
But the angel of the Lord continues on to deliverance. I'm thankful that the angel of the Lord is round about those that fear the Lord. Those that stand in reverence of the almighty God. Those that stand in awe of his majesty. The angels of the Lord are there to help us and to deliver us. Psalms 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. All of my fears. Hallelujah. Fear simply meaning an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or threat to you. That's what fear is. But God has come to deliver us from fear. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but God has come to take that spirit of fear off of us tonight. So if you've been battling with the spirit of fear, if anxiety is trying to sit upon your life, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to walk through life that way. But God wants to lift that up on your shoulders tonight. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God wants to deliver you from fear. God says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. He says, the enemy cannot do anything against you without my permission. God says, I assure you, I will not suffer them to do it. And if any smith shall make any weapons to be employed against thee, he shall not succeed in it. God says, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. God is saying, I will deliver thee not only from the fury of the war, but also from the strife of tongues, from all the threatenings, from all the boasts and reproaches of thine enemies. God says, he is delivering thee. I will deliver thee from the claims and the pretenses which they have said they would do. Amen. And they're right and power over thee they have no power your enemies shall neither prevail against thee by violence nor by pretense of justice it's not gonna happen i will deliver you the lord says i will deliver you (laughs) hallelujah Luke 10 and 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on, the devil's been speaking into your mind, telling you lies, telling he's going to hurt you, but he has no power. You've got the power of Jesus inside of you and greater are you than he is because you've got the power of Jesus inside of you. Hallelujah. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is the heritage. This is the blessed condition. This is the portion allotted to them by me, God says. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Oh, I'm thankful. That I can count upon his righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy rags. But I lean upon the righteousness of Jesus. You see this passage that we read tonight. It was written to the nation of Israel. We know that Abraham was the father of the nation of Israel. And the word of God lets us know that we are the seed of Abraham. If we have been born again. Galatians 3 27 through 29 says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's why it's important to go down in the waters in the name of Jesus. There is neither Jew 
nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Oh, come on. Somebody should rejoice over that tonight. And since you are Abraham's seed, then you are also heirs according to the promise of God. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, the mention of weapons should make you aware of the fact that you are in spiritual warfare, that you are in a war. And in every battle, there are two sides. We've got to choose which side that we are going to be on. Are we on God's side? I hope so. There's a choice for somebody to make in this house tonight. Whose side will you be on? Many of you could probably quote this verse, Joshua 24 and 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Joshua he made that choice, and somebody in this house tonight needs to make that choice and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We have a choice to make. Proverbs 18 and 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We have death and life in our tongue. We choose whether to speak the negative things that would come into our minds and watch our dreams be destroyed or speak life and see things thrive and come alive in our lives and in the lives of our family. Matthew 15 and 18 says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. Don't tell me that words do not matter. The words we speak, they matter very much. How we talk to our children, how we talk to our spouse, it matters. We need to choose to speak life over every situation. Choose to speak life into your marriage. Choose to speak life into your children. Choose to speak life into your grandchildren. Choose to speak life in your home. Choose to speak life. Hallelujah. Remember Ephesians 6 and 12 says... For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You're not warring against flesh and blood. But according to scripture, you're warring against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hallelujah. The war the devil is trying to wage on your home, on your children, in your marriage, it cannot be fought in the natural. But we must realize uh, where the attack is coming from. You're not fighting a spouse or a child, uh, but you're fighting a spiritual battle. There is warfare going on, and you've got to pick up your spiritual weapons. Hallelujah. That's why 2 Corinthians 10, starting with verse 3, says... For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but 
mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Somebody thinks that your battle right now is just a flesh thing going on. It's just a family thing or a rift going on right now. And it's just going to subside by itself. No, 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 no. You don't realize what's going on right now. There's a spiritual warfare that's going on in your family. The devil hates your kids. He hates your grandchildren. And so there's spiritual warfare going on, and you need to recognize that subtle enemy. You need to realize that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't fight fair. Use the name of Jesus. He would like to try to put imaginations in your mind and thoughts in your mind that are not even real. But you've got to take into captivity every thought. To the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. I've heard, and maybe you've heard Sister Peasley tell the story before. How that Brother Peasley used to pray over the the door of his house every night before he went to bed. Right? Am I telling the truth? I slept there many nights. I know what happened. He would pray over the door. Not a bad thing to do before going to bed. And why not? One night somebody came trying to get into the house. They were trying to get away from the authorities. And as they were trying to get into the house, amen, they could not get in. And I remember that David was somehow involved. And at the end of it, after he was, uh, he, he come in the house in the front door. And they said, how'd you get in here? The door was locked. And he said, no, the door was not locked. But somebody pleaded the blood of Jesus. You see, prayer works. There was protection through the blood of Jesus. I've come to tell somebody there is power tonight in the blood of Jesus. We need to plead the blood over our homes. We need to plead the blood over our children. We need to plead the blood over your grandchildren. You need to plead the blood at work, everywhere that you go. Plead the blood of Jesus. Mom and dad, you can take dominion over the spirits that are trying to get into your home through your children even. You can plead the blood of Jesus over your home. Begin tonight, if you're not doing it already, to begin to plead the blood of Jesus over your home. Plead the blood of Jesus over your children. Plead the blood of Jesus over your spouse. Speak what it's going to look like in the name of Jesus. Not what you see in the natural But what's supposed to happen in the spiritual, begin to speak it and plead the blood of Jesus. Pray in those spaces that they occupy. When they are not home, go into their places and and pray and plead the blood of Jesus. Go into your unsaved spouse's areas that they go on a regular basis in the house where they sit in their favorite chair and pray and plead the blood of Jesus over them. Come on, in Jesus' name. And then use wisdom. You don't have to go and tell them what you did. But just keep pleading the blood of Jesus. And trusting that God is going to give you the victory. 
in Jesus' name. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16-9, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. I know that we've been fighting some spiritual warfare. I know some of you, and I don't give the devil any credit because he's a loser, but I know that some of us have been fighting spiritual warfare. But I also know why it's happening. I know that God has put a door before us. I believe that God has opened a personal door. But greater than that, I believe that God has opened a regional door. I believe in the Holy Ghost that God has opened a door that we cannot even comprehend in our minds what God is doing right now. There is a door in the Spirit that has been opened. I feel the Holy Ghost. It's a door that will bring great harvest to this city. It's a door that will bring great harvest to this whole region. God is doing it. Let me remind you that if God opens a door, no man can shut the door that God opens. The only ones that can mess it up is us by getting distracted by the adversary. Come on. I believe in Jesus' name that we are about to experience what we've been desiring, what we've been asking God for for many years, that God is ready to pour his spirit out upon all flesh. I believe it in Jesus' name. And we cannot allow ourselves to be distracted by the adversary and miss the opportunity that God has placed just in front of us with this open door. We need to begin to claim it in the name of Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on what Jesus is doing. And as the body of Christ, we need to stop listening to the lies of the enemy. And begin to meditate on the promises of God. And and begin to claim the promises of God. Some of us sit around thinking for way too long. Sitting in the same place. And we sit there and we think about something. And begin to think. And it just kind of grows and grows and grows. And we meditate on what the enemy is trying to put into our mind. Instead of meditating on what God says. We know as the believers. We know as true apostolics. uh, That what God says... uh, is the ultimate authority when god says it uh, it's going to come to pass but yet sometimes we sit in our rocking chair amen and we get muddled on what's going on around us uh, and all the negativity around us uh, and we begin to think about that and we forget about what god has already promised uh, what god has already said and it will come to pass let me remind you of some promises jesus said upon this rock i will build my church And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's what he said. The church that Jesus built over 2,000 plus years ago, it's not going to go away. But it's going to remain until he calls the ecclesia, until he calls the called out ones up. It's going to remain. And nothing that the enemy can do, no attack from the enemy, no weapon formed by the enemy is going to prosper against the people of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, the church has faced its attacks from without and from within. But God has promised that he will be with you. He will be with you. To Joshua, God said, Joshua 1 and 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. 
As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Somebody hear what I'm saying? From one generation to the next. It doesn't matter if your loved one is already in heaven. From one generation to the next, God will not fail thee nor forsake thee. The same God was with that loved one. The same God that was with your father or your mother is the same God that's not going to fail you. The promise that was given to Joshua, it's alive today. It's here for somebody in this house tonight. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 20, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to bring us as far and forsake us. No. In 2 Timothy 4 and 16 and verse 17, Paul said this, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it might not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. He wasn't alone. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of a lion. Somebody in this house, you might have walked in here feeling alone. But let me remind you that you are not alone. If you've got God on your side, if you've got the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you, God is always with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And that power that's inside of you, that power of Jesus that's inside of you, will also deliver you out of the mouth of the lion. You know the devil, he's referred to as a lion. Walking where he might go, trying to devour God will deliver you out of the mouth of the lion. Out of the lies of the lion. God always sticks close to his people. God told Joshua through Moses in Exodus 31, I will not leave you nor forsake you. And the last part of Hebrews 13 and 5 says, And be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God's not going to leave you hanging. Be content with what you have. He was telling them, hey, don't get caught up in all the material things of the world. You've got me. You've got the love of your life. You've got the portion that you need. You have your all in all. You have your everything to cling to. Be content with what you have. Psalms 35, 1 through 9. I'm coming to a close pretty quickly. I just want to read this. Many of you read it probably before. The psalmist said, Plead my cause, O Lord, within that stride with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Now I'm going to read to you this, and I want you to think about it in a spiritual sense. Fight against those spirits that fight against me. Take a hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind 
and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid from me their net in a pit which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon at unawares and let his net that he hath hid catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall and my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. Come on, somebody celebrate in the word of the Lord right now. You see, when we go through our darkest nights, he won't leave us alone. God has promised, I will strengthen you. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Does anybody want to cling to that promise tonight? 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Another translation says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Is anybody thankful for that promise? Paul declared in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Somebody needs to let Christ strengthen you tonight. You can do all things. You need to get an I can mentality all over again and realize that with Jesus, you are the majority. With Jesus, you will see your family saved. With Jesus, you will see miracles, signs, and wonders with your hands. With Jesus, you can make it. With Jesus, you can take it. Oh, I can. Second Chronicles 20 and 15. And he said, hearken all ye Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Come on, somebody. You've been fighting, but the battle's not yours to fight. You just got to give it over to Jesus. The battle belongs to the Lord. It's more than a cliche. It's the word of God. The battle belongs to the Lord. It's not your fight to fight anymore. Give the fight to Jesus and let the Almighty One fight the fight for you. I believe just a couple more verses in Joel 2 and 25. We read another promise of God. He says, And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the pummel worm, my great army which I sent among you. I felt this very strong in the Holy Ghost when I was getting ready for this message. To tell somebody in this house tonight to encourage you this way and tell you that the crop is not destroyed. The enemy would try to make you think that the crop has been destroyed in your family. But I'm telling you right now, there is fertile soil in your family right now. And the crop has not been destroyed. Somebody needs to give God glory for that right now. Because I felt that exact word from the Lord to sell somebody in this house. The crop is not destroyed. There is a great restoration that God has already started. 
He's already started the process. And God is not just going to restore them, but God is going to restore the years. The giftings that are in their life are going to blow your mind when they come back in the doors. I feel the Holy Ghost. The giftings that they have in their lives are going to blow your minds. And you're going to be like, whoa, where did that come from? Because God is going to restore the years. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. The crop is not destroyed. There is going to be an 11th hour reward. And we're going to welcome them. Because God is already preparing a great army. That already know Acts 2.38. That already know that there is but one God. That already know what it's like to live a holy life before God. They don't need training. All they need is a power of the Holy Ghost to, to make them alive and quicken them again. And I'm telling you, the crop is not destroyed. There is a great harvest. Somebody's not hearing what I'm saying. There is a great harvest. Not tomorrow, but today. There is a great harvest. God is restoring the years. They're going to come back stronger than they were before. And they will go into the harvest field. God has preserved them for such a time as this. No, I'm not saying God allowed them to be lost right now. But God is going to bring them back just like he did Esther for such a time as this. God is going to use them in this end time hour. I believe it with all my heart. You don't think that prodigal sons and daughters right now can't see the signs of the times that are around us? They know that we are in the midnight hour. They know that the trump of God is about to sound. The crop is not destroyed. Whew. Skipping this 20, uh, 28, verse 28 in the same chapter. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, my sons and my daughter shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And if you want New Testament, Acts 2 and 17 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour my spirit out upon all flesh and your son and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. God didn't leave anybody out for this end time harvest from the youngest to the oldest. There's going to be miracle signs and wonders and God is going to use you to the capacity that you are available to be used. Fear not. For I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east. And gather thee. Gather them from the west. I will say to the north. Give up. And to the south. Keep not back. Bring my sons and daughters from afar. And my daughters from the ends of the earth. God is doing it. The promises of God are already started. The promises of God, the wheels are already in motion for them to come to pass. You need to hear what I'm saying. It might look bleak in some areas right now, but don't look at that. Speak faith. 
Speak the name of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus. Come on. It's your heritage. I don't care what the enemy's saying right now. I don't care what he's whispering in your ears. They're trying to get you down and pull you down. Right now, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there is no weapon formed against you that's going to prosper unless you allow it to. There's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. Somewhere in there, throughout this message, God has spoken something into somebody's heart, into somebody's mind. There was a spatter of several different things that were going on. But I felt the Holy Ghost. The last thing that I mentioned, I know I felt it so strong, the crop is not destroyed. And if God spoke something into your heart, whatever it might have been, I believe we need to respond in faith tonight and say, God, here I am. I'm going to plead the cause of my children. I'm going to plead the cause of my grandchildren. God, I'm going to speak faith into areas that seem dark. I'm going to speak faith into health situations. I'm going to speak faith, God, over every area of my life and every area of my family's life. When I go to work and I'm on the job, I'm going to be a living epistle of God. And I'm going to speak faith everywhere that I go. Hallelujah. 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 God, right now, I just ask that your spirit would fall down in this place. Let the spirit of God fall down in this house right now. Let the Spirit of God fall down in this house where we're sitting right now. In the name of Jesus, let your Spirit come and hover over us, Lord. In the name of Jesus right now, I plead the blood of Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus. Maybe you're coming to this house tonight wanting more from God. All you've got to do is just, you can sit where you're at if you want to. But if you want to feel more of Him, I'm going to ask you. If God has spoken to you some way, somehow, would you get up out of your seat right now? If you believe anything, the word of God has been spoken, that I want you to get out of your seat, and I want you to come to the front and begin to declare the things of the Lord. Begin to speak what God has already spoken into your heart. To say, God, I claim it. God, I claim it. And if you've never been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with the power of His Spirit. If you don't have the joy of the Lord in you by the power of His Spirit, He wants to fill you with the Spirit, and all you've got to do is just repent and ask God to forgive you of your sins. And after you do that, just begin to praise Him. Begin to lift up His name. And as you praise His name, all of a sudden, your tongue's going to begin to do something different, and you're not going to understand it. That's okay. It's the power of God coming to live inside of you, and you can have this same promise that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I feel His Spirit. I feel His Spirit. Brother Joe, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, the presence of God is here right now. Come on, if you need the spirit of fear broken off of you right now, lift your hands towards heaven. God's going to take that spirit of fear off of you right now. If you've been anxious right now, God's going to take that anxiety from you. I want you to lift your hands. If you've been battling with fear and anxiety right now, not tomorrow, not in five minutes, but right now by the authority of the word and by the power of the mighty name of Jesus, I bind every spirit of fear. I bind every anxious thought. I bind every spirit of anxiety in the name of Jesus, every depressing spirit 
it. I bind it by the authority of the word and by the power of the name of Jesus. And I loose in turn the joy of the Lord. I loose the peace of God. I loose the strength of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody praise the Lord right now. Somebody exalt him right now. Somebody lift him up right now. Somebody lift him up right now. Lord bless you and keep Your anointing is going to go to the next generation. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious. Believe it now in the Holy Ghost. Your, your anointing is being transferred to the next generation.